Welcome back to Chit Chat with Alley Cat. I'm your host, Alley Cat, and today I'm here with Javier Reyes, also known as Improv Hav. He is a San Francisco native, youth development worker, uh, all around community activist, and we will be talking about integrity, what that means to us, how we see it in community, and the intentionality in our creative practices. Alright, Hob, thanks for being here today in the virtual. Um, I was wondering if you could just share a little bit about what you do in community and um, how you define integrity for your youth. Okay, um, so good morning, America. Uh, my name is Javier. I'm an artist, educator, curator. Um, yeah, so for the last, I don't know, 20 years, I've been working with young people in school, out of school, incarcerated, post-incarcerated, um, using arts, life skills, and leadership training to help better and enrich their lives. And um, when I when I talk about integrity, um, it's I always says what you do when no one's looking. Mm. That's how I describe it. Yeah, and uh, it's hard. There's always someone looking, whether you see it or not. But when you don't think no one's looking, that's when integrity really comes into play. Mm-hmm. And so you got to ask yourself, you know, how how how, uh, how much integrity do you hold? with decisions you make when no one sees. Right. And I guess like, you know, just thinking about that too, of like not just when people aren't watching, but when people are watching, um, how do you maintain, you know, who you are um, and be authentic? Um, And so it's so funny. I also work with youth and that's what I tell them too, of like, you know, your, your integrity, your character, like it's who you are when no one's watching, you know? An example I always give is like, oh, if you see money on the floor, are you picking it up? Are you gonna, you know, knock on the door that it's next to? Like, what do you do? Like, what, what's your next step there? Because someone could be watching, someone might not be watching, but it really is about how you show up. Um, right. And I know we've met in like poetry spaces, and I I think about, um, you know, individuals and how people can show up in one space one way and show up in another space in another way. And I was wondering in your your time, um, you know, facilitating these spaces, curating these spaces, have you seen people move out of their integrity? Have you seen people align with it? Um, and, you know, that spectrum of what it looks like to, to kind of fall off a path. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm, I'll answer it in, in, in the context of artists first. Um, man, they could be the worst. I mean, the worst when it comes to integrity. Um, because when you talk about arts, you talk about vanity, you talk about clout. There's all these other elements that uh, that are are in the uh, in the pot. That if you're not if you're not careful, you know, those are things that, that motivate you. And so um, a lot of flakiness I, I, I deal with, right? And um, and just like, just integrity of like, look, look, fam, if someone comes and does a show for you for free, don't ask them to do like seven songs. You know, <laughs> you know like, 
you know, like, unless it's a benefit concert or something, but like, the, like how we use each other, it, yeah. it's it's crazy. Um, they mm. act like this pool, like the pool of barrier artists is like an ocean, but really it's a pond. Mm-hmm. And so how you treat somebody will have a ripple effect in that little area, but you think it's a vast ocean and you always know, have to be careful how we, how we treat each other. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I, I think that it's a really important point that you brought up is like how, really how we treat each other without the clout, right? Like, so how I would treat you as a person without knowing who you're connected to or without knowing your vast background, right? Like, versus me being like, I'm not going to talk to you. And then learning about, you know, like your 20 years and who you know and like how, like just how you perform and then being like, oh my God, hi, Hav. Like, like that's, that's fake. And I think that speaks to the the cloud chasing hype beast um, nature of honestly, yeah, I would say it's creatives in general, like right now, um, and it's I feel like there's a rat race, right? I don't know if you've seen this, you know, in your experience with this virtual world of like, I don't know, people creating things just to create them, um, you know, creating things that just have like relatable taglines um and i know you have a piece where you you kind of talk, like you kind of speak to that um and i was just wondering if you yourself have felt that pressure to show up you know as i don't know like as um frequently as you know other people are just in terms of like there's something going on every day right like there's something going on every day every minute every hour have you felt that pressure to like do things beyond your capacity yeah absolutely i think all the time um there's a lot of folks friends that i have and know who are constantly doing stuff and promoting what they're doing um constantly um saying hey 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 look at me over here I'm over here and you know, um, I think your your best charity goes on un- like someone told me one day, they said the best stuff they do in life they'll never post on IG. My man Sean Gordon said that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I want I, I want I want that to be exemplary in my life. I want to live that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um and I really feel that. Like as much as cool stuff I feel like I post and optimistic, it's nowhere near the stuff I do behind the scenes. I, I, I can't make a um, an Instagram post to convey what was happening. Mm-hmm. Just if you were there, you were there. If you weren't, you weren't. You you know, like it was for me and those people in that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think I think I think is here, here it is. People are so busy getting other people trying to pay attention to themselves. Versus themselves paying attention to themselves. Ooh. A word. So, <laughs> yeah. If you paid attention to yourself mm. more than you're trying to get other people to pay attention to you, you would actually see something. Definitely. I I completely agree with that. I think that there's a lot of deflection happening. I think folks 
you know, folks have experienced different levels of trauma and, you know, tribulations, just things they've had to go overcome. And this time to be, you know, I mean, some people have been able to be more self-reflective and some people haven't had that option. But I noticed that people who are, yeah, doing a lot of look at me stuff are avoiding all of their like interpersonal um and i just wonder like how that's going to build up on them you know because i know for myself like i hold a lot of different spaces um just in curating and managing and just different things i hold a lot of different spaces and the one thing i've had to just sit with is resting like sitting down um and you know just remaining in my authenticity because it's really easy to be like you know oh let me go do all of these things and i i really i feel like i mean i've been calling it the martyr olympics like i think people are putting themselves um their minds their bodies their spirits on the line to to overcompensate for something, to feel like they're doing, you know, more than everybody else or to show how good of a person they are. And I don't really feel like we need to be doing that. I don't feel like we have to be competing for who is the better person, right? Um, And so I wonder, like, for you, like, in your leadership, like, how have you been holding space for people to just be... you know, to be themselves. Yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> what I've been processing a lot is, you know, as a person who's who's on the front lines or perceived to be on the front lines, um, I, was, I oftentimes think there's people even closer to the front lines than me, um, even though I believe I'm kind of close to it, if not there. In this season, it may be more important for me to cheer those on who, are doing it right maybe there's, there's a smaller pool of people who are 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 designed and designated to do this stuff mm-hmm. maybe our job is to cheer them on support them um while we do work in other places right so mm-hmm. yes i may not be out in the field like i normally would you know um you know all that kind of stuff you know um yeah, yeah i, I I, I I did yeah I didn't um yeah I didn't see it but um but what I will say is what is important in in the end is that you can still make an impact without be it's, it's like my writing prompt no cap right um you don't have to be bold to be seen mm. you right don't have to be bold to be seen yeah and. I guess, like, in this age that we're in right now of, like, you know, hyper-visibility and social media, like, people do feel the need to be seen. They feel like if they're not, you know, receiving likes and follows and, like, offers and opportunities, like, there's something off or wrong with them. And so I think that just that point that you just made is really important. Like, there are people who are on the front lines of all of this who can use our support in advocating. There are several things we can do from our homes. You know, you host a writing workshop every week, right? And that's holding space. I think 
um, just being able to think about ways we're able to hold space and adapt things that we were doing before. Um, you know, and like working with youth, like I've seen people do like Netflix parties. Um, there's just like different things that are, are really tangible. Um, and I'm wondering for you, has this time been a space for you to reflect on like the integrity of your art? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it, it, this has given me a lot of time to address my art. You know, I, you know, I, I, I said in my writing workshop, um, right. Um, that the world stopped for you for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a reason, um, the it's up to you to figure out why. And one of my hopes was, um, Hav, you've been really, you've been really bad with finishing things you started, right? You have these amazing poems, amazing thoughts and ideas that you haven't fleshed out, but because um, you've been busy, a quotation that busy, mm-hmm. um, you haven't addressed it. And so as I organized my notes and my thoughts, I was like, damn, there's some amazing, I have a book here. But I'm ignoring it. I'm not putting in the work, even when I was at my full capacity. And um, I I have to revisit it because I don't, you know, one of the things when you write and you're in that zone, right? You're basically having this active thought. You're having this active flow of, of, of ideas. And what happens is if you just stop and you don't revisit these thoughts, you forget them. And so it doesn't, like, there's a synergy that's happening, right? There's, like, this thread of, like, creative energy that if you just stop and don't pick it back up, you don't continue it. Or it's what I call a pocket of flow. And um, and so I've definitely closed those pockets a lot because mm-hmm. of sometimes bad discipline and, you know, sometimes just depression, you know? Like, mm-hmm. life can be so crazy. And so I finally got some time to sit back and just read some stuff. I was like, man, I got some hitters here. I'm my next wave of like creative genius. And um like I heard a poem last night in my head. I'm like, I gotta write this down. Mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta write this. I, you know, it's called the world stop for you. It's actually it's it's, it's called that. And it's talking about what the world has stopped for me for. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making it seem like it's for other people, but really it's for me. And I say maybe the world has stopped for you too. Maybe it's stopped for you to address these things that um, you've tucked in the in the in the cabinet, or you've tucked in the basement that you need to pull out, or or the storage. You know what I mean? That you need to think about going and opening. That actually might be a writing prompt of like going into the storage and see what you need to pull out. What is there that you need to pull out? And I think that's interesting what you need to pull out versus what you want to pull out because I think what we touched on a little bit earlier is like there is this like you know thing that happens where people want to run from aspects of their past running from different like pain experienced or even just different like faults you know like just just acknowledging that like you messed up that's okay like we all mess up. We all make mistakes. I think it's more about how we learn from them. And I think just is really interesting to hear 
like in your creative process of like, okay, you have had your flows and then you kind of double back from that. And I wonder, like, I don't know. So for me, like, I, I guess in terms of, hmm, I'm trying to think. Art, I'll just go art. So it's art, depending on what I'm doing, there are times where I have imposter syndrome where I'm like, I don't know if I'm the one to be doing this. Like, this installation that I just created, like, it was, I had, I don't know how this happened, but I had a super clear vision, and what I ended up creating was exactly the sketch that I made almost a year ago. Um, And I remember sitting there like, I don't know, like, is this gonna hit? Like, is this gonna make sense? Are people gonna be confused? Do I need to make this more like some of the other installations I'm seeing? Um, and I just was reminded, like, I need to operate in my own integrity. I need to, like, move in my own purpose. And so instead of questioning, like, whether or not, you know, it was going to be well received or if it was going to, like, you know, have whatever acclaims, I was like, okay, well, if one person can come in here and feel at home, I've, I've done, you know, like, I've done a good job. If one person can come in here and feel some kind of connection, I'm I'm good. And so I wonder for you, like, is there, are there, like, measurements of, I don't want to say success, but, you know, like, like, where you, how do you feel accomplished? Like, what, you know, like, what makes you feel like you've done what you set out to do? Um. I, would, I think the report backs, I think hearing people um, post the, 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 the curated space or post conversation saying that, hey, they've applied it, mm-hmm. you know, they've tried certain things and there's truth. There's proof that it worked, you know, mm-hmm. um, seeing certain formulas that are tried and true, you know, mm-hmm. and um, for me, that's always good. In retrospect, like for instance, with the writer's block, to see people doing those poems that they wrote in that workshop and other platforms, mm-hmm. like for me, that's that's huge. That I'm like, I had a part in creating, helping to facilitate something so beautiful, mm-hmm. you know. So lately, those have been my benchmarks in terms of like, you know, empowering people to do their own version of this, um, to create space, to create community, um, to be there for each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, um. All that's the stuff that I think is essential and um, essential in me sleeping good at night. Hmm. You know, that people are sending me poems or asking me for advice. Um, I'm curious, you know, like it's more than just, it's more than just a workshop. And I'm talking about virtually. Like I had a call, um, I did a workshop with my, with fellow staff members, right? Hmm. Um, at my job. It was for everybody, but it wound up just being staff, and we wound up going like, super deep, mm. like almost two and a half hours, like super deep on Zoom, on some of this real personal. I didn't know we were going there, you know, and you know, I I called out some stuff and some staff people, you know, and you know they're like, hey, you know, whatever, you know, like hey, you know, and shown up the next day, they wound up being in that position, right? And they called me, and when they called me, I can tell. And something happened. Something happened like spiritually. And I told myself I was right, right? You know, I again I don't I don't it's hard to speak things over people without, you know, sometimes people aren't ready to hear that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was telling this person, I'm like, man, you're you're a father. 
you're a young, you're a young father. You don't have no kids, man. You're a surrogate for a lot of these people, bro. And they're gonna come to you from your testimony. And he's like, oh, you know. And then, sure enough, it happens. He's there for mm-hmm. you know. I, I'll say, even in pandemics, we're still doing. Even in pandemics, there's some of us still doing family reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Even in a pandemic, you know, like holy guacamole, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I just, you know, like people are bringing kids over so they can have mediations. Even in a pandemic, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I just told this person how proud I was of them, you know, and they were just telling me, like, thank you, you know what I mean, for like, so I really spoke life over them and didn't know immediately this thing was about to happen. And those are the kind of things in terms of rewards, in terms of, um, the ability to serve, man, and see like it was, it was, it was, it was God was a part of it, mm-hmm. you know. And to me, that's always the biggest reward. That it was, it was something bigger. That that it was a, it was a, a, a anointed, anointed appointment. Mm. Uh, I like because, that. Yeah, then because because I know it wasn't it wasn't you know it wasn't something uh, superficial, right. And I think that's something I've I thought about with your workshops. I also host like monthly workshops. And um, this last workshop was like like five or six people. Um, and the workshop usually averages like 15 to 20 people. And at first I was like, oh man, like maybe I didn't do enough promotion. Maybe I didn't do this. Maybe I didn't do that. Um, and then at the end of the workshop, this woman was like, I just really appreciate the space. Like, I didn't really realize that I had a voice, that I could use my voice as a platform to talk about things that I care about and really, like, hold, you know, just hold space for my multiple identities and communities. And for me, hearing that was just so, so affirming. You know, I was like, oh, my God, this is why I do this. Like, this is why I created these workshops. This is why I've, you know, talked to all of these different facilitators and, like, you know, it's more than an award. It's more than, you know, like accolades, people being like, oh my God, she's doing all these different things. Like for me, it's really about amplifying everyone's voices and holding the space for us to create in a way that is authentic. And I think when we are talking about integrity, I think a lot about um, authenticity because there is, there's a misconception. There's a misconception of like what integrity really is. Um, and it's it's interesting because, you know, we're in similar spaces. So um, I've just noticed that there are a lot of different groups, right? There's a lot of different moving parts of people and what, you know, over time or recent, like it's interesting because I've only really been in this poetry scene for like two years. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm a little baby. Um, and for you, like 20 years, like of you doing like all of this, the things that you've been doing, it's like, there's been so many different waves of people, right? You know, people, groups, things like that. And I would like to hear you just like talk a little bit about how, you've like stayed grounded within yourself in all of that. Um, I think that it's something that a lot of people don't really have a practice, you know, of grounding, of um, 
just coming back to yourself, I think it's really important now more than ever for us to have different ways of coming back to ourselves, being like really real about that. No, yeah, you know, it's a great question. I think the 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 furthermost way I stay grounded doing this work is I, I ask myself this very simple question. How are you doing this poem for the right reason? Hmm. And what what are the right reasons? Like what? Am I doing it for show or am I doing... Um, well, what's the heart behind it? Mm-hmm. Am I trying to rebuke people? Am I trying to show out? Am I trying to, you know, whatever? Or am I trying to connect? Mm-hmm. Am I trying to heal? Am I trying to um, myself, heal myself, heal, possibly heal others? Mm-hmm. You know, what's my motives behind doing this? Because I see the motives. I see people deriding all kinds of artists for the wrong reason. You know, like everyone wants to get behind somebody. Everyone, everyone, they don't want to admit it. Everyone, you know, a lot of people innately have a, a, a thing in them to worship. Yeah. We all worship something. I you see know? a lot of, lot of fangirling happen, definitely. Um, but I think that the fan situation happens on multiple levels. And I think that I feel like you're never too big to be a fan of somebody, right? Yeah. But I think it also, it, what you're like speaking to is like how far that fan fandom goes because it's like I'm not gonna like like it basically like standing the stand culture right of like okay I stand Beyonce Beyonce can do no wrong like yes I stand Beyonce but I also know that she's like very much a capitalist and like you know what I mean like there's things that I can like look at as like I love her but I can look at that and objectively move. She's human. She's human. But, yeah. but, but what, what is fans short of? Short for fanatic. And I, you know, you break you break that word down. You know, okay, etymology. Yeah. So I think there's fanatics in it, and then versus the mm. casual fan, right? Uh, who's like, hey, I think you're dope. And there's some people who take it to a whole other level, and then it gets it gets it gets um it gets, it gets messy. It's real messy. It's really real dicey and really murky, right? In terms of (laughs) engagement, and then you know, next thing you know, like I've seen it, and particularly you know, with guys and and women, you know, um, it it can get interesting. You know what I'm saying? Um, I definitely think if you're artists, you know, do do your best to to keep that stuff separate as much as possible, Mm -hmm. like. Or, or as discreet, you know what I mean? Because yeah, I think discretion is really key. I, I've always been someone that's like, don't shit where you eat. And <laughs> the right. more I think about that, I'm like, okay, there, there are levels to that because, you know, if you're interested in a certain like realm, like for example, art, you might also find yourself attracted to an artist in the spaces that you're in. And so I think it's more about like, yeah, like discernment and discretion <clears throat> rather than, you know, being like, yeah, we're together. We're doing all these things. Like, I don't need to know your business. I honestly like. <laughs> right. No, I, I think, yeah, I think it, it, it comes with a lot of, yeah, it, it, it concerns me. I mean, I've seen it. I've, I've seen the, the good and the bad, you know, shout out to all the couples who are artists who sustain 
it's hard when two artists come together, form a union and stick it out because there's so much that wants to get in the middle of that. There's so much that wants to break that mm-hmm. apart, you know, and, but I, I've seen the bad spill over, you know what I'm saying? And, um, it's hard when you're the person being, being stand, you're getting all this attention, affirmation, and, you know, people are hitting you up every day. The, the, this is the weird part about it for me when I'm noticing, um, and, and maybe I noticed it back then too, is particularly with men and women, when the women are all, all in on it. What does that mean? You know, you know what I mean? Mm-mm. Meaning that they all know that they're all jockeying for the position of a certain person. Oh. Right? They're all, they know they're all in the stable in a sense. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? And so it's just like it's weird. I, I remember going to a birthday party. And, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not um, a saint by no, my, no standards. I, I just, I've never done this. I remember I went to a birthday party of a friend who was an artist at the time. And, you know, he had like a crown on or whatever at his birthday party. And then he, all the women sitting next to him were girls he was talking to. Like almost 10. I was like, damn. Like, it's like that? I came with one person, but, you know, they had like ten, all sat next to him. I was just like, oh, this is what we portray that, you know, we can do all the social justice stuff, but then we can, you know, just well, have think- multiple partners mm-hmm. unashamed. Well, and I think that just speaks to integrity, right? Like the performance aspect of, oh, I can go on stage and be this person, um, but then what am I really practicing? And then also, I think that there's like, it's nuanced. Like there are, there are people who are polyamorous. There are people who, you know, um, are in open relationships. Um, Is that the terminology, polyamorous? Mm-hmm. Well, no, but okay, when I say poly. that, I mean that... But polyamorous is different than, like, the... I feel like you're talking more of, like, a player situation. Because um, <laughs> poly is it's more around, like, literally sharing love. Um, and so it's, it's like... Yeah. Yeah. It's like people are in groups of... They're in, like, a group situation. But I think that this, yeah, this definitely... I don't know. I feel like sometimes but, it's but like people community, though, Allie, That's the, the weird part to me. I'm trying to, they're all in community. They all like kind of pseudo hang out and you know what I mean? There's like this kind of So it's like a sister wife situation? Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like I, I think like if I was on the, on the end of it like they all know but they're all friends. It's it's. I'm like there's no other I mean I say this wrong. There's no other conscious men that you could like associate with, like y'all all going. Mm. I mean, it, I mean, it also definitely speaks to to the whole prison thing. What it's done to men of color not being present in the community or mm. in the dating pool per se, you mm-hmm. know, healthy in the dating pool, where all these women are clamoring to the righteous dude or the good dude, the good the dude who says all the good stuff. And so not everyone wants to be associated with them because, oh, that's a good one. Because mm-hmm. there's so many bad ones out there, so many misinformed ones. That, but I think that's um, an interesting point you're bringing up because there are some people, and I'm not, I want to say dudes, but there are some people who portray a certain version of them as being the good person. And then yeah. who they are in their actual life and their practices is like far from aligned from like what they share, what they preach to other people. Um and 
I think that is definitely, it has been unsettling because I've seen it. Um, but that's also where I've been doing a lot of like my own distancing um, of just like, what spaces do I actually want to be in? What spaces are nourishing me? What spaces actually drain me to be a part of, you know? Because I notice those things. I, I notice the little nuances of, okay, so-and-so is with so-and-so and so-and-so. Ooh, okay, let me not be involved in this. Like, I can you see it. Women, though? Do you say it with women? Like, in the reverse role, so reverse role where it's a woman and then she has a whole stable of dudes. I, I feel like I normally don't you know, see that with women. I've seen that, but women have more discretion about it. Yeah. I've definitely seen a lot more discretion. Like, even mm. if people have been involved in the same group, there is just, like, a level of maturity that, like, is had between the parties that I wouldn't know unless they told me. So you're saying women can play it off better that I if mean, they're doing... I wouldn't even but, say play it off. Like, saying, there's just it's but, less of an ego situation, you know. Right, but with the guys, it's it's. I'm I'm just gonna say a number. Let's just say ten. Like he has ten different women. He's been, I don't. I just don't see at the same time. At the same time. Okay. No judgments. Like I arguably like yeah between five to ten right, and some you don't mm-hmm. know what the relationship is like, but it's like. Okay, uh, there's obviously something going on. There's some kind of weird, you know, sexual vibe as like a role model, and like just mm. this weird. Um, that's where it gets a little a little funky. But hmm, like I can see it as being isolated instance, but I, like I literally see, like it, I I don't see women having that many, or, or maybe mm. it's possible, but. Um, not to the degree and extent that men are willing to take it and do it. You get what I'm saying? Like, but I think it's I, about like where the light is being shed, right? Because yeah. if if I don't want you to know about something, you might not know unless I told you. Right. Um, where I've definitely seen, and I would say just more masculine energies that feel this like pridefulness um, yeah. and this like desire to show off. Of like, look at all these girls I got and look at who I got and look at, you know what I mean? Look at who my partners are. Um, and I think that even just speaks to people, you know, using um, the folks in their community as muses. If we're talking about artists, you know, like there are some artists who like literally just cultivate muses. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and I've seen, I've, you know, and this is the thing. God, I'm speaking as a as a as a man, and just in the experiences I've encountered, in 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 the, in the circle and in the cipher of like, yeah, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of just we talk about integrity, right? Like, mm-hmm. if someone's talking to you, but then they're actively flirting with someone else in the circle too, mm-hmm. you, you get what I'm saying, like. Like, well, wait a minute, like, we were holding hands the day before, but then you're all up on another person, right? Or if someone can't get to you, you see them kind of making their way around the sphere, you know what I'm saying? Like, with, like kind of high-profile people in, in, in the community like that. And um, and I've seen, I've seen men do it. So if I've seen women do that. I've seen men intentionally put women against each other and kind of mm. hoe around without letting people know, you know what I'm saying? So I've seen these very crazy pictures of like 
like to the point where interventions happen. You know what I'm saying? And if an oh. intervention is happening, that's when you know you're doing too much. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it just, it just it makes me that part makes me sad. Like when when someone's trying to get to you, but then they'll try to get to your other close artist friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, um, I mean, I, I and mean, it happens, but it's just in, in the very small scene that we have, it's 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 disturbing that it happens so frequently. So I feel like you just brought up a really interesting point around like integrity in relation to other people. Um, and I think that comes up in, in forms of, you know, romantic relationships, but also platonic. And I think that a lot of folks, a lot of folks um, don't really know how to have platonic relationships anymore. Um we've gotten to this point like you know the way that hookup culture is set up it's more around like conquest (laughs) that makes sense you know like notches on what bedposts and things like that and so i feel like that is like i don't want to say like what is really gender inclusive like i think that that applies to everybody i think everybody you know no matter how you identify is like People are out here doing things. Um, But for what reasons? And I I think that a lot of it comes from, like, feelings of, like, unworthiness and um, just, you know, that desirability. Like, people who want to just be desired, you know? Yeah, I think um, we all have to do what we call uh, inspect, uh, inspect the engine, check under the hood, you know? And um, and see honestly, you know what's really you know, what, what's motivating you. You know what I mean? Again, sex is a is a, it's an amazing thing. It's very pleasurable, um, but in the wrong hands, it's deadly. You know, and it can cause it can cause so much stuff. Um, and just even like you know, just not being clear on things too, right? Like, um, and as artists, I think we're more prone to it because we're like these vulnerable people, you know what I mean? So we're always in a place of openness and vulnerability. And so you mix that in with attraction and like you see someone who's really creative and then it's just, um, it just, it, it, it can go so many different places, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I just think for us, we have a propensity for it to be deeper than a lot of other people who mm-hmm. aren't like artists who aren't whatever. And, um, you know, it 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 has a a lasting ripple effect. You know, um, yeah. I mean, especially when we think about like the ways people like take advantage of each other in those moments. Um, you know, like let's say like I share a really like vulnerable poem. Like there are, definitely there have been guys come up to me after and be like, "That was so beautiful." Like they might have thought it was really beautiful, but they were also trying to get my number. Um, so it's really, I think it's interesting just to see in those spaces, but also like with other, um, yeah, like in relation to other people, I feel like there's this like, I don't know, it's like a drive people have like to not, to not be alone. Um, and I think there's a difference between being lonely and like being in solitude. And yeah. I feel like 
I guess where I'm looping back around to is like, you know, with the person who has 10 people at their, you know, beck and call, um, it, to me, it speaks more to like their loneliness. Um, cause I think that polyamory is very different than having 10 people. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's actually a very intimate situation from what I've been told. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's it's not so much about what we see about around you know like like Hugh Hefner type of situation you know yeah um, but but I, I, I've seen it go bad though in the extent of yeah there's a, there's an understanding with it but um, I think people use it to settle um, in terms of not being able to be monogamous I think monogamous is always one and that other stuff is one a one b right um, I mean, to each their own. Huh? I said to huh? each their own. I don't know. It's not for yeah. me, but no. But what I'm saying where where it gets like foul and deadly is that when people are getting you and men have a tendency, women do it too. Women get can get men killed over the over them, right? There's been wars historically where men have like destroyed nations over women. Do you go to hell but... of Troy? <laughs> yeah, <But> yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, yeah, there's so, there's so many stories, but um, no, there's definitely that. Um, but uh, men, but men get women to fight each other. You get what I'm saying, and put each other against each other, which is a different. Is, I think is a whole other kind of it's vicious, a psychological thing. Yeah, and I've seen it. I've I've seen you know, or oh, I don't need you no more. I got other people. Like they'll say crazy stuff like that. I'm like, family, are you serious? Like. Why are, you, why are you talking to her like that? You know, like, um, and these are quote unquote people who do poems about their family and, mm-hmm. you know, social justice. And then meanwhile, they're saying all this ill stuff behind the scenes. And that stuff is not important. Again, when I say about integrity, it's what people don't see. You know, it's what people don't see. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're, you know, if you're living off your life for a persona, that's gonna eventually crash, right? You know, right. And I, I do. I feel like we do see a lot of personas, right? Like a lot of alter egos and stage names that is essentially become this facade that people operate yeah. behind, and right. it's. I don't know. I think it's unfortunate, but I also feel like it speaks to, to me, it speaks to like lacking integrity. And what's interesting is that the argument that I've seen with the personas or like the facades is like, I can distinguish between who I am on stage with who I am in my life. And for me, integrity is who I am on stage is who I am in my real life. You know, like you might only get to see like a fraction of who I am based on what you see on the stage. But it, it's not so different that if you tried to come talk to me, I'm going to present you with a whole different version of myself, you know? Right, right. And I see that really but, yeah. often. But, but that's how people make their money, though. and that's the crazy part. That's how people make their money. That's how people like get acting. their Instagram. When, when they turn up and they turn into this character caricature mm-hmm. of themselves, and people are like, oh, you're the... You know, you're the you're you know you're this in this moment, and people are like, yeah, 
but um, that person is scared to be who they really are because it's like Will Smith said it. He's like, man, I, li- I lived off of the Fresh Prince, but there's Will. And even in Will, I've done some things that has got me money, but it's not always me, mm. you know? And uh, it's, it, he, he said it in the Bad Boys 3 press junket. He was at the Breakfast Club. I thought it was such a powerful moment where he was expressing the um, the dilemma of being being the character for to get money because people know you so well versus the person who's just very real about who they are mm-hmm. and really want to promote that that person because this person is so comfortable to default back to and you know it so well and you you know you had so much success being in this element. But it's not the fullness of who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think every artist has to get to a place and a point where they, where they have to decide, is the money worth the lack of sleep from debating on me not being who I am, mm-hmm. really am, you know? And we all got to face it. We all got to face that. Um, if we're not if we're not living our authentic true self, we're going to have to face that, that, that that sleep, that moment that of quiet at night was like, man, um, I wish I could be more of who I really am, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and not even a, a character thing. It could just be in a place of like, you know, you work a full-time job and you really love your art and this thing is draining you and you're not being able to attend to it and you mm-hmm. have to answer those hunger pains, those art, art hunger pains, you know, they're like, feed me, feed me. Feed me, you know, the artist is telling to feed you. Oh, I hear it. Feed me, see more. Yeah, Max. (laughs) Feed me bars, see more. I'm like, I just went to a little shop. Um, But I I think you were just coming to a really great point. I've been having that moment, like, like in my artistry and more in, like, poetry um, of, like, okay, who I am versus who people expect me to be or who I who they think I should be. Um, and I feel like that, um, I don't know that I've been having that battle so much of like performing for people versus like doing what my like heart says to do. But mm-hmm. I have been getting a lot of pushes to like, I don't know, I guess like move beyond my comfort zone. And for me, it's been more of a discernment of how I move beyond my comfort zone, right? So if I'm sharing poems or pieces that, you know, are more soft and calming and, you know, talk about mental health and self-care, you know, someone was like, I feel like you could do like a jazzy something. I feel like, like, I think you were telling me that you think I should, you know, just try a poem or a piece where I'm angry about something, Um, and you know, I just, I think that it's really interesting to like reflect on some of these things that are, yes, moving into more of like a stretch zone, but then also Mm -hmm. it's like, how far am I willing to move out of my own like integrity and my own, like not even character, like just who I am to appease other people or to, to seem uh, relatable, but, um, you know, to fall into that hype trap, right? And so I just would like to ask, like, are there ways that you have been able to discern what is you stretching yourself and what is going against your own grain? 
Good question. Um, in, in the context, you mean as an artist or just as a human in general? Mm, as an artist, because I think that they're like the things that can apply to artists definitely apply um, in life. Like I, I art mm-hmm. is life. So um, if we're thinking about integrity as this like all encompassing like situation, like who you are as an artist right. is who you are in your life. There's different facets of it, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. and also different ways you show up, like how you show up at work might not be the same way you show up in a poetry scene. Um, because you might hold different responsibilities, right? Right. Um, where, you know, having to curate something versus being able to just attend it, it requires different levels of energy. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I have a, I've been I, I've been having these temperament tests, right? Um, where it it shows me what drains me. So for my job, right before Corona, I love it. I love my job, but I would oftentimes come home feeling drained and wiped out and just kind of like done, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, why? Why am I feeling like this? I mean, I love what I'm doing. And what the personality test showed was that at my job, um, I'm always like an optimist. I'm always like optimistic. So I'm always like. You know, hey, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm exerting so much energy to make other people feel comfortable and friendly and, and happy and still, and, you know, welcome, yada, yada, yada. My ne- but my natural place at home is reflective, chill, introspective, right? So there's these two things that are clashing, mm-hmm. right? Like heavy because on one end it's like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't prefer to do all this. Honestly, truly... My and when I'm walking, my greatest thing in terms of like curating or, or whatever is that someone else already did the outreach. I just kind of come in and just do what I do, you know. I could, like when a person comes in and trains, right? They don't always recruit everybody. That's someone else's job, right? To go recruit and find the kids. But when you're the recruiter and you're the teacher and you're the admin and you're all, you know, it's like now as you're you're you're, you're totally debilitating all my strengths because I'm focused on spread on so much when I can just come in and then just teach, right? I can come in and teach and just do my thing. So I, I had, so they said the answer to that, of course, was delegation, right? Delegating because it's not allowing you to go home and do your art and do the thing that got you here. And so... I was in the, on the precipice of like figuring it out, but I didn't get a chance to, you know, um, in terms of, but I, I but I, I've identified it now. Like, you know what? This is what it looks like. I, ha- I have to get help and support to do what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so, to take, so with it, go ahead. Well, so I just, going back to my, cause this is actually a real question that I have. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, not that the other questions weren't real, but this is like, I really would like the answer to just understand. Like, you've had a lot of time to find your voice within your writing, within your creativity. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, in what ways do you challenge yourself to grow, you know, Mm -hmm. not beyond that voice, but to strengthen it? 
And I think that the question that I'm really asking is just like, how do you do that in a way that is true to you and not just what everyone is saying you should do or um, what everyone is doing? Because like, personally, I'm not like one to be yelling in my poetry. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think I think the answer is fresh bread. Answer is fresh bread. Like, how? What do you mean by when you say fresh bread? Do you see my face? <laughs> yeah, because this is the thing: no one wants bread from four days ago. Like we like it fresh, right? Like our bread, you know, because um, over time it erodes and it gets stale, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out, and it's not temperament, but it's like. How do I continue to make my presentation fresh? Hmm. How can I how can I add something to it that still keeps people with I, engaged in what I'm known for, but they've also known that I've added another element to it. Maybe hmm. I'm singing more. Maybe I'm you know referencing certain things. Maybe in the season I'm referencing other artists, or you know even in your literature, right? Like even in your topics, right? Hmm. How, how am I how am I saying okay here here world. Here's my port. Here's my diverse portfolio, right? Like if you're doing a stock presentation, or you know, you're showing what you invest in. People want to see diversity, right? People want to see that, you know, you know how to spread these things out very well, so that you're 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 pulling from different sources to bring revenue that's unique, or you know, or bringing back stuff that's unique. I yeah. think the same way with artistry. As for me, it's like um, I've totally said, you know what. I'm willing to throw away a lot of stuff from what I thought I knew and 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 start from scratch. Right? Mm-hmm. Um I do not I d I don't I don't hold everything that I know gospel. I I, I wanna be teachable, right? I wanna be in a place where I'm like, you know what? Maybe in this the the, the when I listen to my old work, I'm like, it's at a slower pitch than where the world is now. So maybe I need to speed up just a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I don't need to be so uh, introspective. Maybe I need to keep up, you know, and just like right now the energy's like, bow, bow, you know, like whatever. Okay, let me try that. Let me see how that feels in terms of, you know, like certain music when it came out 10 years ago, you know, the 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 speed of the beat was a lot slower. Now things are a little bit faster, right? So mm-hmm. yes, I can still keep with that speed or I can say, okay, let me make a little adjustment. Let me see what it looks like to still keep my essence, my zeal, but at a faster decibel. You know what I mean? Like a faster ball. Yeah. Um, let, let me see what it feels like to add a little bit more emotion. You know what I mean? It's like a basketball player, right? When they come into the league, yeah, they may be able to jump, run, or whatever, but every year they're supposed to add something to their game. So they add a jumper. Maybe, you know, in the summertime when they're not playing, they're working on their handles. You know, they're working on different aspects of art so that when they show, and they're adding something every year. So it's not like you're adding, you know, all the stuff at one time. You're yeah. adding pieces and you're trying it out uh, in the season to see if it works for you, you know? And I then think that's really you important. just keep adding. I think that's really yeah. important to, like, think about um, just in just beyond art, like, in life, too, of, like, just adding, basically adding things to your toolbox, right? Like, adding right. different forms of expression into your toolbox, Um and I think that for me, it's, you know, it's a number of things. Um, and I, I want to encourage, you know, folks listening to do that, too. Um, so, like, if you're a writer, maybe go try some photography. 
Um, you know, like you're a filmmaker, go try some theater. I think that everyone can learn from like other disciplines. Um, and I, I know people, you know, will be like, I'm not a creative. I can only do stick figures. I feel like, you know, creativity is so much more than the art forms, the products, right? And so I think that what you just brought up is really important of understanding that there are so many ways for you to show up, but at the core of it all, it's crucial for you to be yourself in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be available and accessible. Um, Just art is, you know, art is ever forming and, 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 and shaping into, you know, um, different ways. People are constantly waking up saying, hey, I'm going to try this this season. I'm going to try working with a visual artist doing my poetry. You know what I mean? It's just whatever season you are. But remember, you're always, you're never going to master this. Right? You're never going to make the perfect art. You're always aspiring to get to new levels of completion. Right? Yeah. Oh, cool, I did this. It, it unfolds, too. Like, there's so many other aspects to it. Yeah. It's just like you get a certification for this level, then you go to another one. Then you go another... Like, it's always levels on levels on levels on levels. But it's if you ever get too to high... This. Yeah. But if you ever get too high, you can always go back to the bottom. Right? Mm-hmm. There's always a humility to go back to the bottom and retrace your steps and figure out, man, how can I do better? It's like video game, right? Like... You know, you, you'll get so far in a level, but then you, whatever, then you go back. And then you start again. You start, and eventually you just keep advancing more and more. And so that's what I advise to artists is continue to refine um, your gifts, continue to check in with God about it, continue to um, be be in partnership and collaboration, seeing how other people are doing art. Mm. Um, it's always, it's always like artists, like with martial artists, people are always training. They're always you know, um, sparring with other people because in that tussle, they're learning. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is your technique. Oh, this is how you dope. Like, I may want to incorporate that and try that. Like, yeah, that's like Serena Williams says that, like, to be the best, she has to play the best. She has to continuously train, but she also has to play people at their very best. Right. And that's why with the writer's block, the reason why the level of writing is going up is because the level of vulnerability is going up. Hmm. That's awesome. That's from my, like, we got to get better. Like, we got to get better with, um, we got to get better with being who we are genuinely. And I think from there, that's where the real creativity comes, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So, I, I got to jump to this next meeting, dude. Yeah, I got to go too. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this. I think folks will really be able to connect.